Good morning, afternoon, everybody. This is Huge Pop from the Huge Pop Wrestling Podcast. How are you guys doing on a sunny, cold afternoon in Florida here? Our guest this, uh, this afternoon is the American professional wrestler. In addition, being a mainstay of Texas professional wrestling, he has made appearances on WWE in 2018, Impact Wrestling in 2019, and AEW in 2021. He is our current ROW champion. Please welcome to the HPWP, Will Alday. How are you doing, my friend? Hey, I'm well, Scott. Thanks for having me on today. Absolutely. Thanks for taking the time out of your busy schedule and um, doing this for us. I appreciate it. So, of course, we all got to start in as a kid and watching wrestling. So, what was it growing up like watching wrestling as a fan? Let's hear that part first. Well, I mean, it, it was it was electric, you know, to use The Rock's word. Um it was it was pretty cool. I got introduced, I think, at like nine years old. I want to say it was like, I want to say it was ninety eight. Yeah. So I got introduced. Uh, first ever match was Stone Cold Steve Austin versus the Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels with uh, Mike Tyson as a special guest enforcer. Nice. Uh, me, my dad, my brother went to Blockbuster, and you know we kind of scoured through all the little VHS tapes that were there, yeah. and uh, that was one that caught my eye, and so that was our introduction, and I was hooked ever since. Awesome. And do you watch wrestling currently? Uh, a little bit here and there. Um, I do a lot of studying with stuff like that. Um, I don't keep up with it as much as I used to. I'm just constantly on the go. So I'll now, catch it when I can. So what is there any certain wrestlers that you study specifically for your your talent, your work that you do? Yeah, man, absolutely. Uh, and, and it depends on what I'm studying. Um, it, if I'm looking at athleticism and aggression i'm gonna look at aj styles uh, i think he's amazing same thing with uh, kurt angle those two guys are phenomenal um i do a lot of um I, I do a lot of studying on different various parts of being a wrestler and so when it comes to, like the entertainment side or talking i do a lot of john cena i mean i think he's untouchable you know i think he's probably the greatest on the mic ever um him and steve austin who's my favorite of all time he, i mean he's just Badass dude. So uh, I like watching him. Uh, Intensity and aggression. Yeah. That's him too. Absolutely. So, you know, those guys right there, those five guys, um, I take a lot from. Um, yeah. And, and it, it's nothing like uh, I don't like to try to copy. I just try to essentially, um, I don't know. Uh, I, I guess I guess I just, I'm very influenced by them. I, I think they're really cool. I think they're really good. And, you know, I try to take some of the things that work for them and, uh, help me to utilize it in my own style for me okay now do you see mjf and cm punk anywhere close to those two guys that you mentioned on the mic uh, uh man i mean they're they're phenomenal too they're they're really good I, I, yeah of course they'd be close absolutely um i think mjf needs a little more time to be considered in that um upper echelon but i mean, I mean in today's game nobody can touch him right him, him and punk are fantastic Right. Uh, but but I still think John Cena on the mic, it, you, you can't touch him. You know, he's been in there with everybody. And if he really wanted to, he could run down whoever he wanted. Um, the way he does it is he builds up his opponent. And then, you know, he, he puts his own uh, twist on a teardown. And I just I just think it's really fun to watch. I watched him in The Rock uh, for the first time and the second time. And, yeah. you know, even The Rock, who everybody thought was the greatest on the mic, couldn't keep up with John Cena. Right, right. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. So, bef so you watched it as a kid, and before we got into wrestling, um, can we talk about your college degree and how important that is to your life today? 
and I think I read where you played college football. Is that am I correct? Yeah, yeah. I played at Rice University. It's a Division One school. It's a private school in Houston. Um, we call it the Harvard of the South. It's a Southern huh? Ivy League. Um, so, I mean, that's probably one of the hardest things I've ever had to do in my life is get that degree. So just the consistency and dedication to, like, follow through and get that actual degree um, is pretty rewarding for me. And, you know, anybody who's looking at, like, a resume, um, you know, that's actually hooked a lot of people's eyes when I was going into the job force coming out. So it was good for me to do that. It was something that, um, you know, school's always been easy. I've been a pretty smart guy. Uh, I, I didn't really have to study a whole lot in high school. I got straight A's doing that. Thought I could do the same thing going into college, uh, but going into a school like that, it was a it was a rude awakening. You know, it, it was tough. It was really tough, and so, you know, I'm very proud of all the work that I put in to actually get that degree too. Okay. Now I see that your ROW uh, Reality of Wrestling, am I right? Booker T's cool. Um, so talked about training at ROW. That's where you started your training. Can you talk to us about what that's like? Yeah. Yeah. I, that's tough too. You know, uh, I went in and I came in as an athlete. And so obviously things are easier for me to pick up. Um, I take great pride in my athleticism and you know, it's, it's a lot of it's God given. Uh, but then a lot of it's hard work. A lot of it's me putting in the years, you know, it's not just me trying to work out for a couple of weeks just to be ready for something like that. It, it's a whole lifetime of like body control and strength and power and explosiveness. Um, uh, that, I take a lot of pride in as well is, you know, um, I've always been considered a pretty athletic guy and to be able to utilize that, uh, for my, my profession now, I think is, is pretty cool. You know, uh, that's something that I've always wanted to do. I've always wanted to be a professional athlete. Um, so it's just another transition into being, um, something that I've always wanted to be, you know, I'm not living my life for anybody else. Tell me what to do. I don't need to, white picket fence and I knew, I don't need to sit at a desk from nine to five. You know, I need to be out there showing who I truly am. And this is a good way to do it. Right. So as fans watch this back, back or even watch it now, um, can you explain to us how intense that first bump is that you take in training? Yeah. I mean, uh, again, I played football my whole life, so yeah. it, it was another day for me. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I've been used to getting hit in the mouth and hitting the ground and get my head knocked off. Um, but I was in there with a lot of people, you know, when I started and then after that, watching more and more people starting, you could just see, um, the intense jarring that it takes because everybody thinks that, that we're jumping on a trampoline in there and they don't realize that it's steel beams with wood and then a little piece of fat on top to make sure that your elbows don't blow up or your knees don't blow up. You know, I, uh, I filmed a video with my brother, I think. My first year of wrestling, we filmed a little a Tron video, um, uh, and he he was jumping around in the ring. He thought it was so cool, and then he went to take his first bump, you know, just just um, on a whim, hit the ground. And he's a professional baseball player, so he's no you know schlump either. But oh. he hit the ground. He got up and he was like, "Oh my god!" And he goes, "Screw that! Screw that!" And that you know, that's one. That's yeah, one. Yeah. Think how many we take in each match and we got um, three four matches a week every you know every week so it, it takes a lot of getting used to it it's you know you hear a lot of like veterans who come back for just a little bit um say that it's not just about the one match it's about the months leading up you your body hitting that mat because you got to get used to 
um, hitting that over and over and over just to be able to walk the next day, really. Right, right. Wow. So bumps, cardio, all that's in trading, but there's got to be spots where they talk about cutting promos and the psychology of the, of the business. Um, can you explain them what that is like during training? Is Do they cover that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, you know, at Booker's Academy, uh, which is where I started training, you have like your beginner classes where you learn how to roll, how to bump, um, where you don't really like injure yourself. You know, it all hurts. So I don't want to say you don't hurt yourself because it all hurts. Uh, but you, you do that for a little bit. You learn the moves, you learn the technique, the footwork, then you move to advance and you start putting things together. Then you go to like that upper echelon. And that's when um, some of the top guys like Gino Medina and Ryan Davidson, uh, they start putting stuff together and they start kind of explaining things to you and why this goes here and why that goes there. And then, you know, Booker's in there working with the advanced guys really like that's where he really steps in to put his knowledge in there, you know, because you can have a bunch of guys teaching you the, the simple moves, the simple footwork. Um, and you got to do cardio and weights on your own. But Booker's really there to to put the seasoning on the steak, um, you know, to use a metaphor. So he's been very helpful for me. He's told me a lot of things not to do. He's told me a lot of things to do. Um, he's told me something not to do that now he tells me to do. So, you know, <laughs> it's, it's ever-changing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he always has this quote. He goes, you know, there's there's no wrong way of doing something, you know, as long as you do it right. Wow. And a lot of people are like, what the hell are you talking about, man? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> but, yeah. but it, you know, until you're in there, until it finally clicks, um, you know, you don't get it. A lot of the stuff that people say, that trainers say, um, people don't get because they don't explain it very well. But Booker's not one of those guys. You know, he likes to take the time to explain the nuances and the psychology behind everything. So. You know, I've been blessed and lucky to be uh, here in Houston to to be able to go down there, you know, every so often to go talk to him again and kind of pick his brain when I'm in town. Right. So you get to the upper tier. That's where Booker comes in. That's where the other bigger people come in. How important is it for you guys that's going through the school to pay attention and listen to what they say? And are there guys that don't give a crap what they, they're being taught and they just go try to make it on their own? So there's a lot of guys like that, actually. There's a ton of guys with an ego, and you got to have a little bit of ego in this business, but you know, not enough ego to not learn and grow, to listen to people who have been there and done it before. And you don't have to listen to everything they say, you know, just like in any business, just like in life. You don't have to listen to everything everybody has to say, but you can learn something from everybody. So you know, you got to filter through that, and you got to. That's where your training and your psychology, your base comes in. And then you just try to build upon that. But, you know, those guys who can't be told what to do or think they know it all, you know, they'll go off and they'll have some sort of success, but they're not going to reach the height that they, they would have um, if they just kept their head on straight and shut their mouths and open their ears. Right, right. I get you. So let's go back to how did you first get, want to start being a professional wrestler? What what inspired you? Or was there someone that inspired you to be get into the business? Steve Austin. You know, awesome, I just okay. thought Steve Austin was a bad dude. I thought he was so cool. And, you know, when I was younger, I had this, you know, intense aggression. That's what I, I, I think that was really what helped me in all my sports because I'm a smaller guy. Um, but I was always a guy uh, that if nobody knew me, I was going to be picked last. But then right. if somebody saw me play once, bet your ass that wouldn't happen again, you know. 
right, I was right. first pick on that team sheet every single time, and I took great pride in that too. Awesome, you know, it, it it's not always about um, what's on the outside or you know um, appearances. It's what you actually bring to the table, and you know <laughs> that I took from um, just a lot of a lot of uh, work and a lot of sports growing up. But then you know to get into the business, I like seeing that intensity and aggression from Steve Austin. And, um, I like, I, I just gravitated towards him. So that's what I put into what I do now. You know, I, I gotta be, I gotta be that rabid pit bull. You know, that, that's what I gotta do to fight these bigger guys, to knock right. these guys down. So, you know, I, I took a lot of that from him. Awesome. So mentors, would that be Booker T guys you can call at a, at a, at a notice said, Hey, I need some your advice. Is there any other mentors besides Booker T that you would call? Yeah, absolutely. A guy who's helped me out a lot, and make sure you tag him in this. Make sure you blow his feet up is uh, Lance Archer. Okay. You know, um, I'll say he's like a big brother to me. Um, he he's the only guy who's really helped me get to different places in my career. Um, he he's put a good word in. He's the guy who gets who has gotten me opportunities. I don't ever ask for opportunities. I, that's just not the way I roll. You know, I like to do things on my own, but. I'm very blessed and grateful to have a guy like that who's been everywhere, who knows everybody, who sees a lot in me. Um, and, you know, I, I'm forever grateful to him because he didn't need to do that. I never asked him to do that, but he's just got a good heart and, you know, maybe he's learned a little bit. Maybe he's, <laughs> he's, he's aged a little bit. You can, tell, you can tell him that too. Well, uh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to clip this and I'm yeah. going to send it to him personally. And I'm just, I'll good. find him. I'll find him. <laughs> <laughs> warning yeah, shot lance yeah. i don't know if that sounds like a challenge to me but we'll all we'll all day against uh lance archer i think that might be good yeah that would be good in, in his old age i think he's gotten smarter so um all right you know I'll i'm, I'm happy it. to be here once <laughs> once the sun sets uh dawning on his career all right all right <laughs> call it gun so is there <laughs> if you had one one big frustration with the business what would it be um, oh man, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I like a lot of it. Um, okay. I wish it, I wish it wasn't so buddy, buddy. I wish it was talent sticks out. Talents would get you opportunities. And a lot of times it does, but a lot of times it doesn't. And so, you know, that's a little frustrating, but you know, there, there's not a ton. That's that's in every business. That's in every walk of life. So, I, you know, I can't complain about that too much. Um, it's just, you know, Booker says it the best. The best form of luck is preparation. Just be prepared for the opportunity. And that's what I'm trying to do now. So I'm not here to, you know, uh, spew any negativity or, or cry or moan. It's, you know, it is what it is. And I've had good opportunities. And, you know, from here on out, I'm just going to make sure that I'm prepared the best way I possibly can be. Where did Will All Day come from? What where'd the character arise from? Where'd that happen? It's God given, man. It's God given. Right. Yeah, I don't have to make up some stupid moniker. I don't gotta make up okay. some fake name, you know. It's the name that I was born with and it's the personality that I was born with and all it is is me just um, having the confidence in who I am to show who I am. And, you know, I, I think it's worked for me so far. Absolutely, man, absolutely. So when and where did you make your wrestling debut? What was your first match and who was that against? And can you talk a little bit about that first match? Yeah, it was at Reality Wrestling. Um, and it was, you know, Booker prepares us so well. Um, 
So five years ago, five and a half years ago now, um, was my first match. And it was against a guy named JJ Blake. Uh, it was for Booker T's promotion, Reality Wrestling. It was it was just another day for me. You know, everybody asked, like, hey, were you nervous? Like, were you scared? And I was like, no, man, this is what I was born to do. You know, same thing, same response. I think six months in, I wrestled for WWE in the Toyota Center in front of like 20,000 people. And I had a, a thousand people saying, you know, I bet you were nervous. I bet you were this. I bet you were that. And I was like, no, man, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is how, this is like, this is exciting for me. This is, this is what I want to do. So there's nerves in the sense that I'm excited, but there's no, I'm not scared. I'm not clamming up. I'm not freezing up. You know, this is me going out and showing the world that I belong here and I don't just belong in the group. I belong at the top and I'm going to show them every step of the way that that's where I belong. And if you have, I mean, from what I hear, and if you want to make it big in the business, you have to have kind of that attitude of, hey, yep. hey, if WWE calls me, hey, I, that's, they, they must like what I have. So I'm, that's what right. I'm going to do. Yeah. 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 And you got to be self-aware, too. You know, yeah. you got to have confidence in what you bring to the table, but you got to be self-aware. You can't you can't just say that and not back it up. You, you can't bring nothing to the table or something to the table. You got to bring everything to the table. Okay. So. You know, if you're confident in what you actually bring to the table and you're aware of everything that you are, then, you know, that's the best combination. You can't have one without the other. Okay. Now, um, would you call ROW your your home um, at the Indi- in the Indies? Or- sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm from Houston. It's right outside of Houston. It's where I started. Um, I'm the champion there, and that, that says a lot. That means yeah. a lot to me. You know, it's... That is absolutely my home, 100%. There's no other place that I would call my home. Awesome. So you are a triple crown winner. Um, How does that feel to be, get that accomplishment? That must be great. 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 Yeah, it, it was really cool. Um, I'm the only double champ in history there ever. Yep. So I held the Texas title and the reality wrestling title at the same time for a little bit. Um, right. You know, the duties there are heavy, so I had to relinquish the Texas title just to just to keep pushing for that reality of wrestling reign. Okay. Um, you know, the only thing I hadn't won there is the uh, tag titles. And, you know, I, I was on my way to doing that and tag team fell apart. One of my buddies, Cam Cole, um, you know, he had an existential moment. He had a, he had a, a moment where he needed to go do something else. And so he's moved on. He's gone to a different part of the country. And so I'm on my own again. And, you know, that that opened me up for winning the reality of wrestling championship for the second time. And, you know, that's that's really what I need to be doing anyway. I need to be going after things alone, you know, to show people what I can bring to the table um, by myself. Um, it's a selfish business, you know. you got to be selfish sometimes and you got to take things. And, and, you know, I'm I'm a very giving individual, but it's my time now. It's my time to show the world what I bring to the table. And. That's what I'm going to do with this ring. Wow. That, so that's, and I, that's why I was excited to get, have you on the show because I'm just so excited about what you're going to do. You're at the ROW right now, but where, where can you go from here? I mean, you guys, the sky's the limits for you, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yep. yeah. Go ahead. No, no, no. No, the, uh, you're exactly right. Exactly right. And that's the way I think. And that's the way I need to think if I want to take this elsewhere. You know, I don't want to be doing this. Um, when I'm 45 and still sitting in the same place, you know, right. life's about growth. Life's about change. And I'm looking to 
grow and I'm looking to get a contract with one of these bigger companies. And then right. hopefully that contract leads to another bigger contract to another bigger contract. You know, at, at the end of the day, this is about um, a legacy. It's about, you know, money at the end of the day, it's about um, accolades for me. Um, it's about making my family proud, it's about making me proud. Absolutely. You know, there, there's a lot of things. And I think that, you know, the natural progression is just to utilize this as a springboard and that springboard, I don't know where it's going to lead, but I'm going to shoot um, as high as I can. Wow. Yeah. And so I, I talked about it at entrance about the WWE in 2018 impact in 2019, AW 2021. Those are like steps up to that platform to launch. Would, that, would you say that's true? Yeah, absolutely. And I wrestled for new Japan a couple of times as well. Yeah. Um, you know, and you know, uh, again, like I'll, a lot of this is about timing and circumstance. So, you know, I'm hoping, I'm hoping it's my time. Um, I had my WWE tryout in 2021 as well. And a month later, uh, that all got turned upside down. That whole performance center got cleaned out. So all the coaches that were there for my tryout all got let go. And so, you know, we had to start fresh over and it sucks. It sucks because I had no control over it, but I can't sit there and fawn and, moan about it you know I'm, i gotta move on and i gotta push and i gotta wait for that next opportunity absolutely so what would you consider your biggest win so far in your career kicking booker t in the face and pinning booker t there you, you know? go yeah yeah it's it's a really really surreal feeling to do something like that two-time hall of famer six-time yeah. world champ you know my mentor my trainer um Something like that, I'm very, very proud of because that means that there's a lot of trust in me. There's a lot of faith in me, a lot of confidence in me. And, you know, um, yeah, being in there with somebody like Booker T is pretty cool, man. I had a picture out around here. I don't know where it is. Anyways, I met Booker T two years ago at a Pensacon, a, um, a wrestling convention. And, uh, Great, great guy. Great. Guy. Yeah, he's awesome. I Nothing mean, just is- just really awesome, down to earth, and uh, you know, I can't say enough good things about him. Right. So, as a professional wrestler, the first time you walk through that curtain, compared to the the most current time you walk through that curtain, how do you do? You, do you get excited as about as much as you did the first time when your music hits, or is it does it get better every time? I don't know. That's a tough question. Um, I, I get excited every single time. Uh, I put a, obviously I put a lot more pressure on myself, the better I get at this. So the pressure is building. Um, people expect a lot more out of me. I expect a lot more out of me. So I'll say that there's, there's a lot more pressure on me now. Um, especially being at the top of this company, especially with that championship around my waist. Um, you know, there are more eyes on me on TV. There are more eyes on me in the crowd. There are, eyes on me that I don't even know that are watching me too. So, you know, right. that's something that puts a lot of pressure on me, but I've lived my life through pressure. You know, I, I'm, I'm a high functioning, uh, anxious person, uh, just because of the pressure I put on myself. So, um, you know, I thrive in something like that. So has your time in the indie scene been great for you? Is that great experiences? Yeah. Yeah, man. It, it's been really cool. It's been really cool. Um, I do, I do enjoy the variety of shows that I do. I do enjoy a little bit of freedom at these shows that aren't TV based. I do enjoy the TV shows that I can get in there and show people like 
what I'm really about. Um, you know, I, I take great pride in be able, being able to do all styles. I take great pride in being able to, you know, impress somebody who's seen me for the first time or somebody who's seen me for the hundredth time. You know, I, I take great pride in that. So the indies, I, I do enjoy the, um, I don't know, they're just the pageantry of everything. I, I enjoy the roar of the crowd. I enjoy the adrenaline rush. I, I enjoy it all. So compared to the mainstream, main stage, what's the biggest, what's the biggest difference other than the size of the crowd? Um, money. Okay. You know, That's fair. that, 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 um, I guess legacy too, you know, um, you're, you can be a little riskier when you got a lot more things on the line. Um, whether that be opportunity or money or different things on the mainstream, you, you know, obviously you want to be a little safer because you want to be able to do this night in, night out. And you damn sure don't want to get hurt on the Indies and you don't want to, you don't want to have to sacrifice an opportunity because something like that. So, you know, you think about things like that. Um, but other than that, not much, you know, Booker prepares us just the way he would prepare anybody at WWE. You know, our shows are exactly based how TV would base them, uh, whether that be AEW or WWE and, or Impact or NWA or, or, or whatever. You know, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to put on the best show that I possibly can, no matter what I'm doing. You know, I don't take a night off. I don't, I don't sit there and try to half-ass anything or like, you know, like I said, I want that person who's seen me for the first time to be impressed i want that person for the hundredth time seeing me to be impressed you know i wouldn't be able to go out there and be satisfied if i didn't give everything i got every single time i step in that ring yeah you talked about nwa i'm, I'm so excited that nwa came to cw and nwa power right power power yeah. Hour, yeah man i've had several guys cody james koa they've been on the show before and um it's mm -hmm. exciting to see how nwa is exploding now yeah, and it's just exciting to see another another as a wrestling fan. You want to see more product, you know, and just like watching watching wrestling is what I guess what I'm trying to say. Yeah, more opportunities for the guys too. You Absolutely. know, uh, yeah. My former tag partner Cameron Cole, he moved to Tennessee to train with Dr. Tom Pritchard. You know, he okay. was trained by Booker T for the past yeah. uh, eight ten years, something like that. And now he's moved to Dr. Tom just to get a little extra, you know, stuff that yeah. maybe he wasn't learning before, and then. He's shooting for a spot on NWA, you know, him and right. uh, Matty Ice, uh, Matt Vine, yeah. both of those guys. Uh, you'll see them on NWA here soon. And, you know, those are two guys you should absolutely reach out to and talk with because they're on their way up. Super What's talented guys. Cameron Cole and Matt Vine. Cameron Cole? Yep. And Matt Vine? Yes, sir. With a V? Yes, sir. All right, I'll look him up. Yeah, they're um, great guys. Bucket list, my guy. Um, matches you want to have. What's your dream match? Mm, I think it's Will Alday versus AJ Styles. You know, huh? I, uh, retirement match. <laughs> I, I don't know. You know, I, I would love to get in there with AJ Styles. I just am so inspired by him. Um, I'd love to get in there with John Cena. You know, obviously – that's going to be a huge match no matter what John Cena does. So right, right. that'd be amazing. I think the styles would fit for both of those guys. You know, they can both wrestle anybody, two of the greatest of all time. Uh, so those two guys right there are two right. of the guys that I would love to 
given ring with one day, you know, they're at the tail end of their run. Um, so it might not happen, but man, what a, what a dream that would be. What would you be your dream contract? What promotion? Mm, I can't pigeonhole myself there, you know? All right. That's uh, fine. Yeah. Fair. All is of there, Is there an arena that you want to wrestle in before you get out of the business? What stadium arena? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to go with a, a hometown arena. I'm going to go with um, either, you know, the the Astro Stadium, the Texan Stadium, or the Rockets Arena, uh, just because I want everybody here who I've grown up with to to see me. You know, that I think that's very important to me to be able to bring everybody together, and you know, that family and friends are a huge part of my life. You know, that that's how. I count my riches is through relationships and stuff like that. that. That's the most important thing in the world to me. And to be able to do that in front of the people that I care about would be something really cool. Awesome. So you, you travel obviously all over the country. Um, you know, so is there any, um, funny, cool, um, road trip stories that you could share? Maybe one. Oh man. Um, Let's see. Jeez. You know, uh, I can't think of anything off the top of my head um, right, right now. Right. I, there is a there's a travel hiccup that I had when I was doing my AEW shots. I was on a flight from Houston to Jacksonville. Uh, got rerouted midair. I had to fly all the way down to I think it was Orlando. Um, and I'm I'm flying in day of the show, so I'm freaking out I, i'm not able to text anybody because i'm in the air on the plane right and so once i once i land uh i have a dozen texts hey where are you hey what's going on i have to text them back hey i'm jumping in a rental car from orlando i get in that rental car i get to um daly's place in jacksonville and i think i throw my stuff on and i walk right out um as as uh i'm supposed to as that curtain <laughs> opens so you know i'm going out there on a whim, really doing everything um, in there, just off a of feel. And I thought that was pretty cool, you know, yeah. doing something like that. Absolutely, absolutely. Can you recall a moment in your career that might have been your turning point for you um, in your career? Yeah, yeah, I can. You know, my first year, and this is going to be independence, obviously. You know, uh, first right. year, uh, I was in a demonic group called legion for reality wrestling and they told me it was going to be a one-month thing then a three-month thing then a six-month then a nine-month i think it ended up being like about a year okay and you know everybody there this is my first year of wrestling and even everybody there is like man what are you still doing in that you're way too good to be doing that but booker does these tests all the time you know um right before that he said uh hey we're gonna we're gonna name you will lockhart what do you think about that? And Bruce Pritchard's sitting there and Booker's sitting there. And again, it's another test. So I said, well, you know, I'd rather use my name. And he goes, well, well what's that? Because this is me and Booker, like, I think two months into knowing each other. Okay. And he was like, uh, and I said, Will Alday. And he goes, what? No, that's a stupid name. You're not going to use that. And uh, one of the producers there at Reality Wrestling was like, look, that's, uh, that's his real name, Book. And Booker's like, oh, uh <laughs> Well, I'm not going to pigeonhole you like that. I don't want to shoot you in the foot. And I was just like, okay. And so even from that jump, when he said that, I just said, okay, went with it. And in my head, I'm like, well, I'm not, I might not be using that name here, but 
I'm going to go prove to you that that's a name that's going to make money. He said it could make money. So I went off on the Indies for a year and I used my name, Will All Day, all over the place. And I went all over Texas. I went to Oklahoma. I went to Kansas. I went to Arkansas. I went to Louisiana. And I started building a name within my first year. Right. So after that year, he said, hey, we're, uh, we're going to give you your name back. You know, you earned it. And I thought that was a turning point for me. That was really cool because I, did, yeah. I, I wasn't a guy who I'd say I wasn't a guy who he, uh, who was sexy. I wasn't a guy like who was sexy in the eyes of like a promoter to where he was like, this is going to be our guy. This is going to be the guy that's going to make money. And I had to prove it to him just like I had to do every, everybody else my whole life. And all I said was, okay. And in my head, I was like, you'll see, you'll see. And he did. And, and, you know, give him, I'll give him, some props. He, he gave me my flowers, you know, because I earned it, but he was man enough to say, you know what? I was wrong. You earned it. You earned it. And that was really, really important to me. So, you know, that's something I always hang my hat on. Awesome, man. Well, you, you look like you're in great shape. Uh, is there any specific training routines and exercise that you do on a daily basis to keep your body ready to go on a day on whatever, you, whatever the call is? I just try to stay active. You know, um, I don't, I don't do one sort of routine or anything. Um, I try to get my heart rate going. Um, when I'm not in the gym, um, I just try to move. I just try to walk. I just try to move, like keep my body going, you know, and that's going to be something that, uh, that'll help anybody, anybody trying to lose weight or just get in shape is, is move, get off your butt, start walking. How about these guys that are, want to be a wrestler? Any, any advice for them? These newcomers that say, Hey, I want to do this. Yeah, do it all in, man. You you can't half-ass anything. If you really want something, you gotta you gotta whole ass it. <laughs> uh, you you gotta you gotta put everything into it, especially if it means that much to you, you know. And this is such an all-encompassing business. This isn't just getting in the ring and doing all the cool moves that you saw on TV or that you wanted to do. This is being in shape. This is being strong. This is being fast. This is being explosive. It's carrying your own body. It's carrying somebody else's body, and that's you got to do some cardio. That's just the in-ring stuff. Yeah. Then you got to work on like, you got to work on exuding energy, exuding charisma while you're doing all that, while you're trying to remember where to step and the timing of everything. And then you got to worry about talking. You got to not just how to talk, but, and not just what to say, but like how to say it too. Like you have to learn who you are and you have to learn how you're going to do things, how you, how you're going to walk, how you're going to, how you're going to get in the ring. It's all encompassing just right there in the ring. What are you going to wear? What are you going to eat? When are you going to work out? You got to book your plane flights, your rental cars. You got to book your hotels. You got to do your own social media. You got to manage yourself. You know, it's all encompassing. Wow. Yeah. yeah it's nuts. It, it, people don't, people don't understand because all they see is the 15 minutes that you're in front of them out of the curtain. But you got to do everything to get there. You got to set yourself up for success. And so, you know, there really needs to be like a business management course that comes with this because that's a lot of what this entails. And if you want to really, really thrive and succeed in this business, you have to do all that stuff and you have to be willing to sacrifice a lot. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm glad that you shared that like that because I think as fans, I think we just think about it as the 15 minutes we see on, you know, on the screen that gets out that gets us away from reality but right. to hear come from you guys that it's more than just there's a lot to it and i 
I think we as fans we need to listen to that. So thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. man, championships, man. Now Lions Pride Sports three sixty champion, reality of wrestling champion twice, uh, twice, uh, Texas champion and uh, television champion, Texacoma yep. Pro Wrestling. Man, that's a pretty solid. Um, thing you should be proud of, and I'm sure there's memories through all that. So, but I want to say congratulations on those feats, man. Thank you. That is awesome. So, what would you say is your toughest opponent that you ever faced? I'd say Cameron Cole. You know, I've said his uh, name a couple times already. You know, him and I had a rivalry for years, and he is some guy I couldn't shake. Some guy who had the determination to to show that he was the best. And I believe he is one of the best. I believe he's the best guy I've stepped in the ring with. Um, but it, it's because of just like it, it, stubbornness, really. You know, he he's doing every single thing he can to be as good as he can, to be the best that he can. And him and I thrive off of competing with each other as well as, you know, bonding with each other. So I'd say Cameron Cole for sure. Awesome, man. Well, I, my wife and I run an, an emergency shelter for foster kids here in pa- the Panhandle of Florida. So, awesome. Of course, I I share my uh, I do this for um, I, obviously I do this um, one an hour and a half hour whatever I get to sit in front of my computer. It's my self care moment where I can just yeah. escape from reality. But I do share with the what I talk about with the kids, you know, and they're excited to hear that I'm going to speak to another wrestler and blah blah blah. Yeah. They so we sit around and they ask some questions. So if you, it's just a quick um, question, so. I call it a kids' question segment. If you could be a superhero or have a superpower, what would it be? Oh, man. Okay. Um, well, if I'm thinking of just wrestling terms, I'm thinking I got to fly, baby. You know, I, I already fly. Uh, just give me a little more airtime. Um, but if I'm thinking reality, I'm thinking teleportation. I hate huh? getting in those on those plane flights and those car rides. I'd rather just be there. Right. My wife and I took a... My wife, my, my wife and I, my son and his wife and their two kids took a trip up to Michigan. My mom passed away on October 22nd, and that's a 20-hour drive, man. I wish teleportation was like, whoo, get me there, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, so yeah, I get yeah. that. Yeah, so yeah. what's the coolest costume or outfit you've ever worn in the ring? I think uh, in the ring? Yeah. In the ring? Oh, um, man, that purple jacket that I wear has – gotten so many compliments so many comments um and I, I just think it's cool too i like leather i'm a leather jacket guy and so that purple with all the studs and the sparkles on it that it's purple and silver i i just think it's cool and you know obviously everybody else does too because yeah. everybody everybody's always offering to pay me for it or to buy it from me so you know that's one of my prized possessions awesome well, the kids noticed that I um, ordered my own. Uh, I designed my own championship belt for for my Christmas present. So awesome! My podcast. So their question was, if you could design your own championship belt, what would that look like? Uh, it'd have a lot of lightning on it. It'd have lightning bolts. It'd be. Um, I think. I think. Yeah, it'd be purple and silver. <laughs> I think it'd be purple and silver, just like my jacket. I think it'd match. Um, I think it'd be pretty cool, and it, it'd have the insignia of one of those major companies on it, too. Yeah. No, mine, uh, mine is uh, blue and gold. I'm a Michigan fan, so. Ah, cool. Very cool. Modeled, modeled it after that with my logos yeah. on it, so I'll have to show you. I'll take pictures and send it to you when I get it. Yeah, fantastic. Um, If you could create a special move 
named after yourself, what would it be called? Mm. Ooh. Um, well, I have a super kick that I hit one time because all you need is one, and it's called the autograph because I always want to make sure that you walk away with something. All right. So, autograph, like, huh? Yeah. Make yep. sure you walk away with something. That's, that's yeah. good. I like yeah. that. How about if we had a non-wrestling celebrity that you could face? Who would it be? Hmm. Man, I am so not into pop culture, and that's not good. <laughs> I don't ever watch TV. I don't ever listen okay. to the radio. So um, let me dumb it down. Let me let me come at a different angle. Okay. Who now think of what I just said? Non-wrestling yeah. celebrity. Who yeah. is the greatest WCW heavyweight champion of all time? Well, David Arquette for sure. David Arquette. Thank you. All right, there you go. <laughs> Yeah, favorite, yeah. Favorite food? Uh, burger and fries. I could eat that every single day. Does pineapple belong on pizza? Hell no. Hell no. What's your favorite sports car? Sports car? Car, yeah. Uh, man, I loved when uh, in the 90s, I loved that Dodge Viper. That Dodge All Viper right. I thought was just so cool. All right. Um, here's the last question. Of course, we're in the Christmas season. What is your dream Christmas present for this year? Um, I would like a big old, I'd like a trip to a big old ski lodge. Um, and I'd like an invitation to all my, all my, uh, family, you know, um, like I said before, that's huge to me. So yeah. I, I don't really like things. I don't collect things. Uh, I, I'd, I'd like a nice little trip where I could have all 50 members of my family come together and just hang out for a weekend. Same. That's what, that's how my wife and I are, you know, we're like, yeah. I mean, material things are material things. I can get that anytime, but right. to have my whole family back together for one day. Yep. All yep. day. And not to be uh all damn day. All damn day. There you go. Yeah. So let's talk about communication of there's refs, there's backstage, there's your opponent, there's yourself. What is that communication? What does that have to be like? And does it make a difference in how a match does uh, goes if it's not done right? That makes any sense. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to give away too many tips and tricks. Okay. You know? All right. All right. That's all right. That's all right. Future goals. If you're not wrestler, what would, what do you want to do when you um, get done wrestling? Um, you know what? Uh, I I enjoy building things. You know, I I went into like trading uh, right out of college. Then uh, I, had a, I had like a sales job. Um, what I really like to do is build things. My dad's built houses for 30 years. My mom's in real estate. Um, I'd really like to do that because I do enjoy like seeing the finished product. You know, I like seeing the progression of doing something like that. Um, so that to make money with, I'd love to build. I'd love to build houses, build communities. Um, I do a lot of like charity work. And so if I did have the money, if money weren't an object, I'd love to just build houses for people who need it. Okay. That, that's something that we do a little bit of now. And if I had as much disposable income as I'd like, that's what I'd spend a lot of it on, to be honest. Awesome. Is there, uh, is there um, how's your wrestling career impacted your life and personal growth in your personal life? Um, I think positively. I do. 
I, I think positively, um, you know, I've got a great group of people around me that support me. You know, nobody said that's a stupid dream. That's, that's foolish. Everybody's like, well, if that's what you want, then I think you can do it because I got a lot of people that believe in me and that support me no matter what, you know, anytime I'm in town, I have friends or family come to one of those shows and that's important to me. Um, but it's definitely made me, uh, structure my time better because I don't have a lot of it. I'm constantly here and there. I think I'm at home like seven days out of the month, every month. So that's tough. Uh, you know, I got, I got a beautiful lady at home that I like to see. And sometimes I'll take her with me. Um, but that's probably been the biggest issue is making sure that I'm putting in the effort and energy there when I'm exhausted. So, wow. yeah. So that leads in my next question. Obviously um, must be, I'll know. I probably know the answer going forward, but uh, home only home, only home seven days a month. So how important is brotherhood in the business of professional wrestling? Then? Very, very, just the same as, as it is in any job, you know, you, that's, that's where you spend most of your time, a lot of the time, uh, for different avenues of, uh, life, but, uh, it's very important. I'm spending a lot of time with these guys and I, I want, I enjoy what I do. Um, it's good to have people around me that I enjoy being around. And so, you know, I, I make sure that that's who I try to travel with. That's who I try to sit with. That's who I try to help. That's who I try to bring up. You know, I'm, I'm constantly trying to help people because that, you know, that's the right thing to do. You, you can't do this by yourself. You can't just be, um, you know, for lack of a better term, the one man gang. And um, you can't wrestle yourself. You know, there's three people in there. There's a ref, me and somebody else. And all those guys got to be on my level. All those guys got to be clicking at the same time. And so that's important. So I think helping people. um in any avenue that you can is good for business. Yeah. Yeah. So it's important. So um, what does it mean to you by paying your dues back to the business? I think exactly what I just said. I think yeah. helping people up. I think okay. helping people get to the next level, you know, critiquing somebody's match, critiquing somebody's um, promo, helping them out with their gear, helping them out with travel, helping them get a booking. Stuff like that, you know, like, like Lance Archer did for me to help me get to that next level, like Booker T's done for me to help me get to that next level. It's guys who are in a better position putting their hand out and bringing somebody up. Okay. Let's talk about fans. I mean, I, I probably know your answer. You're probably say very important, So, but I'm going to ask a question. How important are the fans in coming to you, even interacting during a match? interacting after the match at your merch table how important is that aspect to the business it's huge huge that's who pays the bills first of all um but but that's where you get your energy from that's where you get that wind from you know you're doing it to entertain these people to get the reaction that you are desiring it means that you're doing your job it means that you're telling a good story it means that you're captivating that you're charismatic that you're talented you know, we don't, we don't just do this. Um, you know, we did those empty arena shows and they, that wasn't nearly the same. It definitely showed who is, uh, who was actually good and who wasn't. I'll yeah. tell you that, you know, as fans but, watching it on TV, we could see that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because there's nowhere to hide there. 
right. you know you have no reactions to hide behind so right. it, it actually like made people step their game up i'll say that um a- a- athletically and psychologically for sure right so is there any cool do, can you I'll come up with one memory of a great interaction with a fan that you'll never forget um yeah plenty of them plenty okay. of them you know that's I didn't realize how important that was going to be to me um, until I got in the thick of doing this. I I wanted to be the cool guy. I wanted to be the guy, you know, the men wanted to be and ladies wanted to be with. Yeah, I still do. That's that's how you that's how you get to that next level. But I didn't realize um, how much kids would mean to me um, when I started doing this because seeing the reactions of those like unadulterated unadulterated faces and. Uh, yeah. Just, just the pristine hard drives that you're like performing for and entertaining, I think is very cool. You know, it's very fulfilling. And um, that's, that's become something that's very important to me. Okay. I got a very, couple more questions and I'll let you go. Uh, what is the misconception of the business that makes people question what you guys do is fake? Um, there's a handful of things. Um, I think I, I think there does need to be a little more realism. It doesn't need to be as like a choreographed all the time. It doesn't need to be as pretty all the time because you are in there in combat. You're in there in a fight, and so you do have to you do have to get a little gritty sometimes. Um, also, too, it shows just talent level being able to kind of hide those things it's like a magician never wants to show like how you do the trick right so you got to get in there and you got to like you got to suspend disbelief you got to make you got to like make people actually think that sometimes stuff happens and i think that's what uh, separates good performers from great performers it's because you can do this thing and then all of a sudden um it goes the way that the crowd doesn't think it's going to go and then that kind of puts them off kilter a little bit and so just little nuances like that um the, the whole fake thing is I don't know. You, you have to suspend your belief sometimes just to be a fan of this Absolutely. in the first place. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, so you try to be as real as you can while also knowing what you're doing. You're right. in a professional wrestling business, right? Yeah. So, so it, it's, that's a hard question to answer. I tried to answer as best I could, but no, you know, you're right. without getting into too much detail. Right. No, um, absolutely. I appreciate that answer, you know, and I have a, I, Back the February 2022 was when I uh, first attended my first independent show. Okay. And I gained mad respect for you guys in the independent scene. Even yeah. though even you guys get this close to making it to the big big leagues or whatever. I, I hate I don't like calling that because I to me pro wrestling is pro wrestling. You right. guys are no less than the guys up here, in my opinion. I see you guys busting your tail, you guys put on a show. I appreciate you guys, but I got a mad respect for independent wrestling when I first show. I mean, dude, you guys leave nothing on the table. It ain't right. don't, it don't matter. I mean, it, yeah. and it's you can sense it. I mean, because you're right in our faces and it hurts, and I, you can hear the chops and you can see the 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 chair hitting your backs, and you're like, oh, yep. you know, and yeah, it's not this. Okay, we got to look pretty. It's yeah, no. yeah. 
So I have mad respect for you guys in the Indies. So, um, oh, good. Uh, so ROW Christmas Chaos 12 to 23. Yep. Can you tell us who you'll be facing and any warning shots to your opponent? Yeah. So I just found out that I'm facing Matt Vine. Um, you know, the last show I was there, uh, I can barely lift my right arm. Um, so, like, I can do this, but like lifting the shoulder. It's kind of tough. So I separated my shoulder two weeks ago um, wow. going in. Yeah. So in five days, I'm going to have to go wrestle with a, a bum right arm. You know, I wish it was my left because um, I do everything with my right. But I'm going to have to learn to be ambidextrous here today. So I'm fighting Matt Vine. So he's he's a big, bad dude. He's 240 pounds of solid muscle. Um, he's a guy from Chicago that's in the NWA. He's a guy who I won the title from. So he's going to be coming back with a vengeance. But, you know. He talked about lightning. Uh, lightning doesn't strike twice, but that's the first time you ever met Will all day. You know, we'll see what the second time happens because autograph can hit you anytime, anywhere. You know, and like I said, every fan that comes up, I'm going to make sure that they leave with something. So I'm going to make sure Matty Ice leaves with an autograph after the night's over. Nice, nice. Um, in closing, is there anything else you would like to tell the Huge Pop Wrestling uh, Podcast fans, viewers? And your fans, where can they see you? Where can they um, get your merch? How they can can they contact? How what, how can they follow um, Will all day? Uh, my handle on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok—it's all the same. It's I am Mister All Day. I A M M R A L L D A Y, just like it sounds. Um, that's where you're gonna find where my next shows are. That's where you're gonna find. Um, how to contact me. And if you want some merch, hit me up through there, send me an email. Um, other than that, just follow along, enjoy, and, you know, hopefully you guys like what you see. Awesome. Well, thank you, Will, all day. Uh, I'm going to close with the, uh, with the advertisements and uh, stuff like that. Sure. It'll be like a minute and a half. Don't go anywhere. Just stay in the box, and I will be ready. I'll be I'm there to talk to you in a minute, okay? You got it, man. Hey, everybody, Huge Pop Wrestling Podcast. We just spent an hour with Will all day. Um, he is the ROW champion. Um, mm -hmm. He is going to have a match on December 2nd. Follow him on social media. Thanks, guys, for following Huge Pop Wrestling Podcast. Come back tonight for another Huge Pop Wrestling Podcast show. Thank you, Will, all day. Uh, I appreciate your time. And I'll meet you in the lobby. All my dogs, make some noise up in this house. Who is in the house? Who is in the house? It's the gangster of destruction, so you know what's going down. And when the drive-by's coming, then you better hit the ground. Cause when your body hits the canvas, then your head is knocked out. Who is in the house? Who is in the house? It's the gangster of destruction, so you know what's going down. And when the drive-by's coming, then you better hit the ground. Cause when your body hits the canvas, then your head is knocked out. Fight with Adrian Whisper, it's like a fight with the devil. Because when he didn't with you, you cannot get on this level. Fight with Adrian Whisper's like it's like a fight with a king, it's like a fight with an army, they got the tanks and everything He's leaving bruises and stitches, possibly leaving you crippled Cause when he sets up the table and sends you straight through the middle Takes a good decree, beat that ass with a light bulb Leave a piece of glass embedded in the back of your skull who is in the house? Who is in the house? It's the gangster of destruction, so you know it's going down. And when the drive-by's coming, then you better hit the ground. Cause when your body hits the canvas, then your ass is knocked out. Who is in the house? Who is in the house? It's the gangster of destruction, so you know it's going down. And when the drive-by's coming, then you better hit the ground. Cause when your body 